Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts, PJ Burner, joined by my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And we've got our guest in the studio today, Pastor Rod Gomez. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, glad to have you on. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rod. I am the high school pastor at Compass Bible Church. been doing that for four years now. I uh, have a long history in high school ministry, got a wife, uh, three kids with one on the way. So uh, I've been in the trenches for quite a while. Youth the one on the way home. club. That's right. You and me both, brother. You and me both. Yeah. That's exciting. Let's clarify, not me. Yeah, we, uh, nope. we, have, <laughs> we have none on the way. Operation shutdown. Shutdown. Yep, closed for business, quiver full um, <laughs> and done. Well, we're here uh, with Pastor Rod, with uh, Kellen, to talk about the concept of work. We've been talking about kind of how-tos. We did how to read the Bible, how to pray. Uh, Today, we want to focus on how to work, which, again, seems like something that might be basic, might be simple. At least it's maybe something that we all understand is is necessary. Um, But just thinking about work, what were, Kellen, what was your first job that you ever had? (laughs) Mine was working at at the church, uh, and I was a, believe it or not, I think it was like a facilities intern. I didn't know facilities could have an intern, but basically what our job was to do was everything that the true facilities team didn't want to do. So um, (laughs) our true facilities team were college guys and and adults, and, you know, we had to do things like cut cut lawns in the summertime in July and August, triple-digit weather. In in, Texas. In Texas, and they would literally just call up some of the elderly folks in the church and say, hey, do you want your yard cut? And they're like, sure. And they're like, Kellen, go cut the yard. I'm like, you kidding me? Uh, so that was one of the jobs that that comes to mind. And then also what we used to have to do is is basically – uh, Windex every window, every door that was in the church. That was part of our job, and so it still scars me for till this day. Like every time I see somebody put their hands on a window, I get chills because I think I have to go clean it, but I don't anymore. So that's good. But does Chelsea know that you have experience cleaning windows? Your wife does she? Know I haven't. That? I, now she does. I she guess does if, she, if she it's listens to this, so I guess I'm gonna Kellen's do that gonna at cleaning home. Windows again, uh, Pastor Rod. How about you? What was your first job? I can't remember which one was first, but I know that one of them, one of the first ones, was selling incense. I, I legitimately would walk around and ask people to buy incense, and I, I made 50 cents on every dollar package that I sold. It was one of the best experiences of my life, but it also led to one of the first times where I was traumatized. I was, I was jumped, and some dude took my backpack off me and threw all of my product into the riverbed. No lie. That's crazy. That's on so many different levels. I, <laughs> we're learning things on the fly about Pastor Man. Rod here. Selling ins. How did you even get into that? What what precipitated that? It's it's really a fascinating story. So, I'm I'm a high school guy, and I'm trying to figure out how to pay for like prom and things like that. So, I needed a job, and I was too young at this point. I think I was 15, 15 and a quarter somewhere in that ballpark. So, I'm looking in the penny saver. Do you know what the penny saver is? That's like one of the budget oh, yeah. papers in yeah. the area. So, it tells you about things that you can get. And I find this this job opportunity, which says, hey, no age requirement, give us a call, um, special opportunity. So I call them and like, hey, congratulations, you're one of our first callers, we'd like to offer you a job selling incense for us. So this husband and wife come to my place, they, they show me you know, all their products and say, hey, you can win this prize, you can win this prize, and you make 50 cents off of every dollar package. So I was sold. 
I did it for several months. Super shady. That sounds super shady. <laughs> Looking back, totally. But in the moment, I'm like, I can make money doing yeah. this. What yeah. was your favorite scent? You had to have one that was your go-to. I don't know if I could say it on this podcast. Oh. It was an inappropriate title. Okay. I remember that much. This was pre-Christ, Pastor Ron. This was pre-Christ. Okay. This was pre-Christ. All right. All right. Yeah, for me, it was uh, similar to Kellen. I was facilities worker at my school, which was pretty lame because in high school, you just want the summer. And in my summer, I, I went back to you the stayed. school. Right. But yeah, same thing. I mean, they were like, hey, let's paint the, the wall in the hallway in the back of the, the school buildings. Like, it doesn't need to be painted, but they were just looking for busy work. But with all these, it sounds like we, we learned hard work. We learned that you have to work if you right. want money for prom, if you want money to, uh, to survive, to get something to, to cool off on a hot day in Texas. You, you've got to go to work. Uh, work something that the Bible commands us uh, to do as well. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And that's a little bit what we want to talk about uh, together uh, today in this, uh, this episode. So thinking about work, uh, sometimes we think, man, work is clearly a result of the fall. It has to be a result of the fall. But uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Rod, is, is work a result of the fall? No, and I think that's one of the hardest things to communicate to people because we feel the effects of the result of the fall. But we often confuse the fact that work in and of itself is a tremendous gift. Um, In fact, you look back to the very beginning of Scripture and you find that God places them in the garden to work it and that this is before all the stuff hit the fan. This is a good thing that God gave us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It's the the effects. It's everything that you don't like about your job is a result of the fall. But the actual act of working, the, the act of, of stewarding is something that Adam was entrusted with back in Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. And that's prior to sin entering into the picture. But for us, as, as we think about working hard, uh, that's, that's the first thing about uh, how to work is this idea of, of working hard. Uh, it's, it's a battle for us, and, and part of the battle is there's a lot of things that can distract us in a day at work. What are some things, Kellen, that, that maybe you face or you've seen that are distractions to working hard uh, for the Lord? Yeah, looking forward to the next thing not ever being present in the moment. So we wake up in the morning and we're looking forward to getting to work. And you get to work and you're looking forward to the first lunch break. You get past the lunch break, you're looking forward to uh, being at home. And then it it just Mm -hmm. continues to happen time after time again. And you're never really focused on doing quality work on what you're doing at that point in time because we're always distracted. We're looking forward to the next best thing. And that could even be promotions, right? And so you're in one current job. And as soon as you get promoted to one job, you're looking, how do I get to the next? It's like, well, let me master this job first. Let me do the best that I can do. Let me do the work for the Lord in this job. And then if the promotion, if it provides itself and and God, if that's part of his will, then it'll happen. Not looking forward to how do I cut corners to get there myself. Um, So those distractions and looking ahead instead of focusing on what we're doing is something that happens to a lot of us. Yeah, Pastor Rod, what are some ways that you stay focused during the day at work? I mean, as a pastor, you're in the office a lot, you're studying a lot, a, a lot of your, your day is spent with, uh, with the scripture open, with commentaries, but then we're also doing counseling meetings. Uh, how do you stay focused to make sure that you are not being distracted, that you're getting done what you need to get done? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge because the thing that changes throughout the day is our energy level. The thing that changes, our, our motivation changes. And so what I find that I'm most often managing is, is not so much the work itself. I'm managing my own myself. I'm managing me. 
uh, managing my ability to kind of zone in. And so what I tend to do, and I've done this throughout really my entire working career, is I, I mean, I try to do what I can outside the office so that when I'm coming to work, I'm ready to work. I, I work out still. I mean, it doesn't quite show as much as it used to, but <laughs> I, I work out. I, I, I try to eat well. I mean, usually if I'm thoughtful, I'm trying to eat salads in the middle of the day so that my energy in the second half isn't going to be tanked. I mean, it's practical things like that. But I mean, really, I would, I would be remiss to not mention the fact that I pray for a good work day. Mm-hmm. I pray for God to be, to be uh, motivating me and pushing me and then helping me when I'm not feeling motivated to have the self-discipline enough to keep working past what I feel like is my natural limit. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's good resources out there to keep us on task and, and uh, things that you can use, apps that you can use. I know a big one around here is an app called Todoist, um, which is an app where you can put in uh, really what you're you're trying to get through, your tasks throughout the day. And, and uh, there's even some things that you can do to set your overall, what's your overall goal for the day. And, and I think uh, being focused on those tasks, being able to check things off helps us keep the ball rolling and not get weary, not get bogged down, not get distracted, knowing kind of where we're going next from one thing to the other. Uh, the Bible talks about hard work, though, not just as something that we need to do, but something that is a, actually a blessing to us, right? Proverbs twelve eleven says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. So there's a blessing that the Lord provides for us through our, our jobs. Uh, Proverbs 14, 23, in all toil, there's profit, but mere talk lends only to poverty. And so there's, there's this idea that, that hard work is biblical. Uh, but there's a, besides the, the blessings, there's a motivation behind it too. Ephesians chapter six uh, says this, uh, speaking of bond servants at the time, but I think it, it transfers over to us as we're thinking about our workplaces. It says, bond servants, obey your earthly masters, verse five, with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. And there it is right there, as to the Lord and not to man. Mm-hmm. And that transition, uh, transitions us into this, this second point that I want us to talk about and how to work. Not only do we need to work hard, but the second thing we need to do is we need to work for the Lord. That that needs to be our, our driving motivation. Whatever job you have, whether you're driving a bread truck, whether you're working at, uh, at 24-hour fitness, you're a pastor, whatever your role is, as you get up in the morning and go to your job, you are going to, to, to work primarily for the Lord before you're even going to, to work for your boss. Um, one of the first things we think of on that is, is as we're supposed to, to do with everything in our lives, our work is an expression of our, our ability to glorify God. So Kellen, what are some thoughts that maybe come to mind for you as you think about working as an expression of worship to God? Yeah, realizing our, our jobs are a gift from God. And so without those, we wouldn't have them. And I think too often we think that, oh, it's because of my great resume or because of my interviewing skills that I got this job. Well, oftentimes if we, if we, think that that's the reason that we got the job, then we start to work for ourselves. What happens is when we work for ourselves, then uh, we do what makes us happy. We, we cut corners because if, if our goal is to get to the top, then we'll cut corners, we'll push people down in order to make ourselves look better, uh, and it shows up. But when you put God at the forefront of this is the reason why I'm doing it. Every you know task that I turn in, every assignment that I have to do is as if I'm turning it into God. I'm going to put a different level of effort and excellence 
excellence, excuse me, that I want to have with things that, that I do every single day. And so I think putting that focus constantly on if I were to do this task, if God were receiving this, what would it look like? And do I need to go back and spend some extra time on it if it's not at that level, then those are decisions that we have to make with every assignment that we have to turn in uh, work-related. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which you mentioned excellence. Pastor Rod, you think about working with excellence, working with integrity. How is that an expression of our working for the Lord? Yeah, I think 1 Corinthians 10.31, I mean, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we're doing it all to the glory of God, and so that reminds me that every time I approach anything that I have in life, my job is to treat that as something that I'm offering directly to Christ himself, and that's going to change the quality of what I do, I mean, just by, by nature of who I'm giving it to. If I was giving a, a gift to the President of the United States, I'm going to you know, go out of my way to make sure it looks good. I'm going to probably spend a great deal of money on it. Uh, it's that same mentality that, are, that, it, that comes to the fact that I live quorum Deo. I live before the face of God. Uh, is what that Latin phrase means, and that means that I'm doing everything to the best of my ability because, as, as Kellen was saying, it's, it's an act of worship that should overflow from a heart of gratitude for what God has done for me. Yeah, absolutely, and, and we also think, and a lot of you guys work in the secular workplace, and so you are there, and, and some of your coworkers know that you are a believer, you're a Christian, and so you think about the quality of work that you do, that reflects your Savior. That re- reflects your God. People are watching you work and passing judgment on God, not just on you, but you are a representative. You're an ambassador in your workplace for Christ. Uh, yes, that has to do with the, the seizing the opportunities to share the gospel with somebody who needs the gospel, but it also has to do with the, the witness that you provide and the way that you work. Are you doing things well, doing things with integrity? Are they looking at you and seeing that you're willing to go above and beyond to do things right instead of just kind of settling for good enough, so to speak, just to get by? Uh, that's a great way for you to have a, a, a good testimony to God's, uh, to, to your relationship with Christ um, while you're there in the workplace. Well, we think of, of work, we think about working hard, we think about working for the Lord. Uh, even in the churches and at the church, we'll hear, even here around the office, man, TGIF, right? That's kind of that phrase that, mm. that people talk about, mm-hmm. working for Friday, working for the weekend, working to get there. Why is that, Pastor Rod, why is that maybe not necessarily the most biblical approach for us to think, man, I just have to get to the weekend, that's what I'm working for? Yeah, that's, that's a sad commentary on where we are, but the great thing about the Christian work ethic is that we realize that God has made us for work. I mean, that's really the whole thing of it, right? We are made to work. And so when we when we put inordinate attention on our rest, we're denying our very existence. We're denying our creation. Uh, it, it's as if we're saying to God, yeah, I know that I'm made to do A, B, and C, but I'd rather do X, Y, and Z. I mean, I guess that's really the, the nature of humanity. We're rebellious, but we're designed to work. We're made to work. In fact, our, our work is what gives so much of our lives a, a sense of meaning and purpose and value. I mean, you were talking about earlier that the, the workplace guy who works in, you know, in the office building or wherever else, like he's providing a valuable service for us. I mean, I, I'm grateful for my trash guy. I'm grateful for my electrician. I'm grateful for my plumber. These guys serve me in a way that allows me to serve others. So it's kind of this thing where we shouldn't be working for the weekend because we're not made to rest. We're made to be in motion. And I think our bodies give us full evidence of that because we there's this new research that shows that sitting is the new smoking. 
that when we're inactive and we're just kind of, you know, always at rest, that it's almost as bad for us. And maybe, I don't know if the, the research is good, but it's almost as bad for us as smoking all the time. So I think God is in his, in his own way is showing us that biologically, physically, we're made to be in motion. And that's a great commentary on who we're meant to be. Yeah, if I, if I can put, put it in context for, like, I, I just think about how I grew up. Um, more often than not, like, if you're running a race, if you're working out and you, have, you see the goal at the end and you, you're working towards that goal, typically you have a tendency to, to let up. And so we think about this concept of people use nowadays is like hump day, is Wednesday. It's like if I can just make it to Wednesday, then Thursday and Friday is downhill from there and you let off the gas so you're not working hard and, and then half of your week is gone. Right? And so when, when I was growing up and many people would hear this playing sports is you play to the whistle blows. Right. And so what that means is like you're not looking over your shoulder, seeing who's going to blow the whistle. You're just playing all out hard as you can go, working hard as you can go. And then when it's time to go home, you go home and rest. And then guess what? You rest up and recover for the work to start again. And then you go hard as you can go. And so we need to be as men, you know, playing until the whistle blows. And we don't have whistle blowing at work. I hope not. Or or bells ringing or anything. But, you know, when that that Friday comes or whenever the end of the work week is for you, we need to be playing 100 percent till then and not looking forward to the goal line of saying like when can I coast to the goal line work all the way through and then relax fall out and just you know be able to recover yeah recovery and and sports provides I think such a a poignant uh, metaphor for us on that because you think about in in baseball starting pitcher pitches every five days well the time in between he's not pitching to get to the rest he's resting so that next time he goes out to pitch that he's going to be as effective as he possibly can be and for us, that needs to be our mentality. Like the weekend hits or whenever your weekend is, whenever you have that time that the Lord gives you, because time off is a gift from the Lord. He's given it to us uh, to steward it well through rest. You are resting to be able to be more effective when you jump back in, when you go back to, to work on Monday or go back to work whenever that is that you're back. Uh, that's that, that time for you to be able to, to recharge. But there's, a, there's another thing, too, that looking for rest and focusing so much on rest here is is really... Pastor Rod, to your point, a perversion of God's design, because he hasn't designed rest to be ultimately realized for us as believers this side of eternity, That's right? right? And, and the writer of Hebrews says, hey, there's a rest still to be entered into. Mm-hmm. And he even goes back to Moses. He's like, look, the promised land, that, that wasn't rest, because if there had been rest there, why does God continue to speak of rest? Mm-hmm. And we could think about today and go, hey, look, the weekend isn't rest. Retirement's not rest. It's, there's still work to be done even in, in those latter years in life when we've retired and we're no longer in the, the workforce, so to speak. It doesn't mean that, that it's kick your feet up, play shuffleboard, like John Piper says, uh, pick up seashells on the beach. Um, but it's still time to be laboring for the Lord because the rest that's coming is so much sweeter than anything this, this world has to provide for us. Uh, maybe as, as we wrap here, I know we're going to be talking right now. There's guys listening that are just in difficult situations with their jobs. Um, it's hard. They've either got a boss that's, that's just difficult to work for, uh, they're being put in situations maybe at work where they're being asked to compromise. Um, this isn't the job that they want. This is uh, not what they thought they were going to get out of work, and they're just discouraged. Uh, what encouragement can we provide them along the lines of some of what we've been talking about uh, to see that there's, there's still purpose and there's still a reason for them to get up and go to work and work hard and work for the Lord each and every day? Uh, having other Christian brothers in your life, uh, knowing that we're not in it alone, 
we're, we're never in it alone. And that fellowship that we can have with other brothers will help us understand, like, are, are we in a situation to where we're putting too much focus on our boss and not, not realizing that we're working for the Lord? Or if we're doing something that's going to compromise um, our, our witness is a, a brother can tell us, like, hey, I, I advise you to, to not do that. I advise you to, to go get counseling from a pastor, or maybe that job isn't for you. So understanding that we're never in it alone. Uh, don't be so prideful to where you can't share what you're going through at work. Get another brother in Christ and, and be able to fellowship and, and have conversations with them to help you through it. Yeah. Pastor Rod, any concluding thoughts for me? Yeah, I would, I would keep pointing back to that brother to say, you know, you're not serving men. It's always going to be we're looking toward Christ. Even as a pastor, we're not working for our bosses. We're working for the, the name and the glory of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have a million implications for day-to-day work. Now, we didn't talk about this, but when we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not going to serve with dour, uh, upset hearts. We're going to do it with the, with the tendency to say, I'm doing it for Jesus, and I can do that with joy. So I'm going to tell that brother, you know what, focus on who really matters. Focus on the eternal prize. The Lord will reward you. And just look at how generous God has been to you in this life. And I'm sure we can point to a lot of things in his, his life that God is clearly blessed. I'm going to say, look at that. God is good. He's faithful. He's generous. Focus on that. Focus on what Jesus is bringing to you and serve in the name of the Lord no matter where you are. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a great, great uh, bit of advice and encouragement. Uh, men, wherever you're at, whether you're driving a bread truck or you're the president of the United States, uh, this, is, uh, this is important stuff for us. Um, if you are a follower of Christ, then you have been given a job. God has entrusted that to you. And we're going to be praying for you this week uh, as you work, that you will work heartily for the Lord, that you will work hard, that you will work for Him, and that you will see even that time of rest that He gives you as an opportunity for you to recharge so that you can go back and be even more effective for the Lord uh, the following week. We love you guys when we're praying for you.